In this week's episode, I talk all about my mindfulness tips to improve your daily life. Welcome to Allergy Proof, the podcast dedicated to helping hardworking women with health issues get through life. Hey, I'm your host, Ashley Templer, and I have more allergies and intolerances than you can count on one hand. I'm that person that BYO snacks to parties, but I'm also that person who spent thousands of dollars trying to get to bottom of my symptoms, and I got there. From running my own social media agency, Pep Creative, and skincare brand yours only, I know a thing or two about navigating a very busy schedule with ongoing health issues. Join me as I give you my tips, interview your fave biz women and health specialists to help you solve and manage your autoimmune conditions and allergies. If you want to hear more about my story, head to yoursonly.co forward slash about, where you can also pick up some very allergy-friendly products. Hello. Well, firstly, before I start, I just want to excuse the fact that I have a very nasally voice right now. I had a septoplasty done last week, which means I had an operation to get my deviated septum fixed. Basically, I haven't been able to breathe for my whole life. And I had an operation when I was in like grade one and that was supposed to make me breathe better, but I haven't really been able to since. And I currently have stints in my nose, hence why I still sound a bit nasally. I have been wanting to get it fixed for a very long time and an appointment came up, so I decided to jump on and just do it. I don't think I will do an episode on it because it's not really that exciting, but basically my recovery was not great. I felt really sick from the drugs because they really knocked me about, but now I am back. So I thought for today's podcast, I would speak about mindfulness. So as someone who's always been the busiest bee of them all, I kind of just assumed that I was a very mindful person because I was very caring and I always listened to people, but I don't think I ever really did until maybe like a year ago because I just been speaking to a lot of people and, you know, working a lot on myself. And I've always just had something on my mind, like what's due at work the next day, or if I wrote back to a text message or, you know, if I annoyed someone with based on like whatever I had said to them that day. But since I've been trying to work on my like health journey, I kind of hate that word, but I use it all the time. I've been trying to step back and rethink how I approach my day because everyone told me that my gut related symptoms were related to stress, which now we know that maybe some of it was, but maybe it was for some other things. Kind of feel like I'm a lot less stressed. Like I don't really feel an overwhelming sense of stress anymore. I can really focus on the work that I'm getting done, have a team that can help me get other work done. So I guess The reason why I'm doing this is because I find if you speak to people and they say, be more mindful, you kind of don't really get what that means because it kind of feels fluffy to me. I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I'm going to explain to you what came up when I Googled what is mindfulness. And then I'm going to kind of tell you how I interpreted it or how I made it more practical for my everyday life. So mindfulness is the basic human ability to fully be present aware of where we are and what we are doing and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us, which makes sense, right? But in other words, I feel like it's literally just paying attention to what you're doing. So even if you are listening to this podcast, you're writing back to a text message and you're doing your hair at the same time, that's not being mindful in just what you're doing right now. It's kind of thinking about like, what you're doing and being very aware and not doing a million and one other things, if that makes sense. So like what you're having for dinner or 
you know, all these other things when you should be do, you know, doing work or in a conversation with someone because you're at a cafe with them. And in Sarah Wilson's latest book, she said that when she goes out for dinner, she actually texts them before and says that she's on her way and she won't have a phone. So then that way, when they meet up, the person can't bail. But also when she's there, she's so present and she doesn't get distracted by her phone and she just knows things can wait, which I don't know if you've ever like had a bath or something and not taken your phone and then you get out and then you look at your phone and you think you're going to have all these messages and you don't really have any. It's kind of like that. Things can wait. It's just such a powerful thing just to be like, I'm not going to take my phone and I'm going to be really present and really engaged at this dinner that we're going to have together. And the reason why I decided to dedicate an entire podcast to this episode is because when you're not mindful, you're usually running at a million miles an hour and you're exhausting yourself. And when you are exhausting yourself, I feel like there's an element of stress to the body. Or I'd not feel like I know. And so I never really realized the mind and gut connection until I started to focus on putting limits on my days and really focusing on what I want to focus on. So I know a lot of the people say, do this to be more mindful. I kind of thought I would sum up my things that I like to do to be more mindful, to reduce my stress. So first one is meditate. I do meditate, but I actually personally really struggle when I have a lot of things going on. I run two businesses. I have this podcast. I have a social life with lots of different groups of friends. And so I feel like there's always a lot happening, but even if you try a meditation class, like I went to a class the other week and the person sitting next to me, stomach was grumbling the entire time and I couldn't concentrate at all. But then I thought to myself, I'm here and I'm doing it and I'm just going to try and process what happened in my day. And I kind of felt like that was a start. And then I walked home and, you know, if you can't meditate and it's not right for you, walking is a really great way to do it without your phone or even listening to music without words. So like, I absolutely love piano covers. So it's like, you know, just your favorite songs that you would listen to on Spotify, but just in piano form. And so I walked home from that meditation class and I found that, you know, I started the process and it didn't really work, but my walk home was the thing that really helped me feel what I was feeling that day and really understand, you know, what my thoughts were. And then all of a sudden, when you do go on this walk, you kind of find yourself processing the day. And then by the time you kind of processed everything, you are like looking at the trees, you're taking in what's around you. And then even knowing that you should be doing all of that, I think really helps. The next, which may not be for everyone, but this is for me, create lists and avoid multitasking. So I am a type A person, which means I love to be very organized. And when they're not, I get really all over the shop. I just don't feel like things get done when you don't have lists and you don't have things set in place because My thing is if you have these things set in place, it helps you just do what you need to do. So when you create a really clear and concise plan, I just simply follow the list down and tick them off. So then my day and week is organized so I don't get stressed by all the things I need to get done. And so those things like plan what's for dinner, I put that in my to-do list for the day. Write back to text messages, I assign time to do that. So then that way I'm not like, oh, I haven't written back to that person. Oh, I don't know what to have for dinner. I haven't gone to the shops yet. I have those times planned. They don't need to be like from 10 to 11. It's just the fact that they're on your list and you just tick them off. The third thing is recognize positive things in your life. And I think this was a real game changer for me. 
I used to compare myself to others a lot. I've always worked really, really intense jobs where I've always had to work weekends and I find that I used to look at other people and be like, oh, they love their jobs and imagine not working weekends. But then I kind of flipped it and I was like, I am so lucky to work with creatives. Work is a part of my identity. Some other people who have great jobs that don't have to work weekends, they don't actually have much interest in their actual job when it comes to their life. Whereas, you know, I was working on amazing brands with beauty and fashion with stuff that I actually love. So I kind of thought, you know, that is a part of my identity and that's actually such a cool thing. And now what I can do is I can give work to my team and I can also push back when I don't want to do something. So I can kind of recognize what I really want to do and be really positive about it. And I find by being more appreciative of what I have, it eliminates negative thoughts about what I'm doing. So without those negative thoughts, I am more present in the moment because I like what I'm doing. The next one is adopt a growth mindset. And I love this one because I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome where I think sometimes my work isn't good enough and that I could do so much more. And I think about all the other things that I could be doing. But what I try to do now is I think, okay, maybe this isn't my best work, but maybe I should try and learn something else to kind of lead me on a path to improve it. And then I get excited over the fact that, you know, I'm going to upskill myself and learn something new. This is something that means that you do have to have more time in your day. So allow yourself to have more time for this growth mindset. And by having this, you'll actually end up being more productive in the long run. So it means, you know, if I'm stressed and I can't do something, I now allow myself the time to stop and learn how to do it to improve my skills. And then that way I feel more happy with what I'm doing. And then I'm very present in the tasks that I'm doing because I've learned the right way to do it. And I am excited to get it done. Number five, change the settings in your phone. I have now put large group messages on do not disturb. So my phone isn't constantly digging and distracting me. And if you are in those groups, I'm sorry, this is why I take forever to respond. But it also gives me, you know, the time to look at my phone when I want to and respond when I want to, because I find I get so distracted when it just dings all the time. And then I also have on my phone, do not disturb between 10.30 PM and 7 AM. So I find, you know, if I'm going to bed and it's after 10.30, I don't need to be on my phone. I need to be saying goodnight to my partner and I need to be winding down and thinking about, you know, being more present in the moment. So I really find that that helps in terms of like, I don't need to look at my phone and without the dings, it doesn't really matter. The other thing you can also do is put your phone in your drawer when you are at work and you're doing like an important task because things can wait and you don't really need your phone all the time and also switch off certain notifications when you don't need them. So sometimes I would switch off uh, personal Instagram notifications until the end of the day, just in case something pops up and I feel like I have to respond. So they're my main five and I kind of feel like they're not, you know, the traditional things that you would always have, but these are the things that I kind of find help me be a little bit more present and I'll just recap. So one, meditate, but if meditation's not your thing, I would just go for more walks and try and listen to music with no words. Two, create lists and just don't multitask. Three, recognize the positives in your life. Four, adopt a growth mindset. And five, change the settings in your phone. 
I really hope that you can implement these into your life. And just remember, awareness of your thoughts is key. Thanks for listening to this episode of Allergy Proof. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this podcast, please send this episode their way. I'm here to help women thrive in life with all of their health issues because I am living proof. Make sure you hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you can listen to our latest apps which go live weekly. This is a totally independent podcast, so I really do rely on subscribes, reviews, and word of mouth to spread the word. You can also find some more helpful tips on Instagram at Yours Only Co. and more from me, your host, at Ashley Templer, spelled A S H L I. Catch you next time.